Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Opportunity Knocks, the podcast for people who are on that small business and entrepreneurial journey. I am your host, Dean Miller, and I'm glad to remember to introduce myself this time because that hasn't happened in quite a few episodes. And today we have yet another fantastic guest. Um, as you know, we are all about connecting people, connecting systems, connecting opportunities. Um, and this gentleman sitting across from me today is one of those guys who is mastering the art of connecting people. Um, I am honored to introduce my good friend, a guy who's going to help us raise over half a million dollars for leukemia and lymphoma research in the second quarter of 2020. So stay tuned for more on that. Um, This guy is all about defeating average, staying way above average, putting people together and making a world of difference. And I think that's what ultimately connected us. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Eric Braun. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dean. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I, I can't wait to dive in. So let, let's just get right at it. Um, we yet again, as with many people I, I've connected with, we've connected through the wonderful world of Instagram. <laughs> first things first, share, share your handle on Instagram. My handle, my username on Instagram is not your average lender. And that pretty much defines exactly what you do. Thank you. But you are so much more than that. Um, you know, in, a, like brief, so. in a brief conversation <laughs> we had here in my office a little over, I say a week or two ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just kind of connected and said, what kind of business can we do together? What can we do to bring value to each other? And it wasn't necessarily about us get, tying, the, tying the knot, getting together and saying, okay, we're going to go make money with each other or mm-hmm. for each other or in spite of each other. Mm-hmm. It was about, I, I, I loved that you just kept talking about that. Mm-hmm. As a young guy who's born and embedded into the social media world, uh, for you to come along and constantly talk about defeating the law of average, mm-hmm. which is something that's been coming up a lot in conversation with me and several other people over the last few months. Uh, but let talk a little bit about that. What is it that inspired you as a, as a, as a high producing mm-hmm. loan officer, Contour Mortgage here yep. on Long Island, correct? Yep. 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 Uh, what inspired you or drove you to that point where you said no more? Well, I, I, I think it was, at a point in my life where I was at a emotional, spiritual bottom, low place where I kind of looked, I was doing a lot of reevaluating, a lot of soul searching, if you will. And I looked around at everybody in my life um, or everybody surrounding me. And I said to myself, I really don't want what any of these people have. I, I, nothing what they have attract is, is, is attractive to me. Um, and I said, I'm, I'm not going to live my life like this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to settle for uh, mediocrity. I'm not going to just get a job that I hate. I'm not going to marry the person that I don't really love. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to settle for anything ab- except excellence in, in everything I do. That's amazing. And, and that, you know, it's coming, coming from a young guy to, to hear that you've set such high standards for yourself at such an early point in your life really is, is mind blowing and extremely commendable. I'm, I'm proud for you that you're able to <laughs> not only understand it, but able to share it and, and, and verbalize it with people. Right. And I think that's a lot of what you do online. You're a, you're a content creator, mm-hmm. document, documentation type guy. Uh, you, you share, you share a lot of your life and your business publicly mm-hmm. through social media platforms. And mm-hmm. I, and I think ultimately the opportunity knocks really focuses a lot on how people leverage, manage, use social media, because it is such a, it's such a powerful medium. Um, You have, so 
in in your efforts to build your business, you've un, you understand your personal why. I re- right. refer back to Simon Sinek's book Start with Why all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while it's not easy to define exactly what that one or two sentences is for most people. I think a lot of us, once we take on that kind of exercise, at least internally know what it is. We may struggle to get the words out. I mean, I'm always reevaluating mine, um, you know, but it's, it's like with the coach that I work with, he says his why is to be a person for others. And that's very much what, what mine is. I just want to put it in words that are more relevant to me. Right. Um, so let's, let's talk about how, how have you, how long have you been in the mortgage business? I've been in the business four years. Four years. Okay. And in that time, you have not only elevated yourself to being one of the more well-known people in your industry, but one of the more successful ones as well. I'd, I'd like to think so. Fair Thank enough. Or, or at least approaching it. How's that? hundred percent. There, there's Thank enough you. humility in there. But, the, but <laughs> I'm not good at bragging about myself, so and, I'm going to let you and, brag. And that's, and that's, <laughs> that's okay. I'm, and I'm not going to talk numbers, but listen, let, let's face it. You're having a positive impact on so many people. Uh, you're in the process of starting... I don't want to call it a networking business, but in your efforts to connect with, to connect yourself with some of the better people surrounding the real estate industry, mm-hmm. which is ultimately how you and I make our living. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're putting together a series of events and, and while that hasn't officially launched yet, you're, you're looking to plan something really big out there. Yeah. I know you've done two test runs already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and tell me a little bit about that. What inspired that networking mindset, what inspired you to go the route that you did and what are your plans for it? So the, the name of the networking um, event is called brewery. So for the people who are listening, obviously you can't, it's, it's easier if you see the logo, I always say, but it's B R E W dash R E. The the last two letters stand for real estate and it's a play on words with the word brewery where beer is made. So the whole idea of this event was really to make a space for real estate professionals that it was truly just about networking with no other ulterior motive. Cause okay. I realize if I bring people together, I'll get, I'll get business out of it. It doesn't have to be all about me or all about a subject or show a PowerPoint or have a speech to get a positive impact packed out of it for myself. And I also want to create a space where it positively impacts others, right? So they can build in communion, community and relationship with each other. Cause I know big things happen out of that. Um, so the, the idea of the event is to just like, we like to, I like to say no speeches, no PowerPoints, no presentations. There's no, you know, suits and ties. Um, it's not going to be a, a lecture about, you know, two or three K loans. Right. It's, it's, it's not going to be anything like that. Although that stuff is valuable and it's needed we wanted to create a space where it's solely about networking. And, and that's kind of where our hashtag comes from. Our hashtag is beer in real estate. So nice. that's, that's sort of the movement behind it, if you will. And uh, the other key phrase is connect, relax, enjoy. So that, that pretty much sums up what the event is about. Now, how did I arrive at like creating that? Um, I think it goes back to that, that defeating average thing. I, I, I would go to networking events and, um, listen to speakers and, and speeches and listen, uh, you know, watch presentations. And, uh, let's just say I wasn't really a fan. Gotcha. <laughs> I'd always, I'd always go to networking events and ask myself, why am I here? What am I getting out of this? Yep. Uh, so I said to myself, if, if I want to create a space that like I were, if I want to create a space that, or if I see something wrong with the space in general, I need to create my own version of it if, if I really want to make an impact. Right. So I saw that the networking space was a little dull. 
It was a little played out, let's say. Um, lots of egos involved. All right. I'm not going to sit there and go to those events and complain about it. I'm going to go start Do something, something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, it took off from there. We've, we've had two events so far. We're looking to do it quarterly. Um, and we're soon, I, I want it to be a national platform one day. That's like my vision for it. And I know you didn't want to dive too much into this. So yeah. I apologize. I nah, apologize. Nah, 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 nah. I apologize. But as it builds out, I want people to follow you and I want people to ask about it so that it. they can be involved in it. Absolutely. Uh, especially if it's on a national level, because uh-huh. we, we're so much more than just hyper local here. I mean, we can yes. have an impact all over the place. Yes. Is it, who's the target audience for that? Is it, is it real estate agents, mortgage brokers, or is it everybody who's involved in the process? It's more so real estate agents, um, okay. but also real estate professionals. So title reps, um, insurance agents, even from some financial advisors showed up to our first few events. Okay. Um, home inspectors, anybody home like inspectors, that? Okay. hard money lenders. I mean, you name it. You so know? if you've got, if you've got your hands, your activity in a real estate transaction, mm-hmm. that's kind of your target audience. Absolutely. Terrific. Yeah. Well, definitely you need to follow Eric Braun online. He will keep you up to date on that. We'll yes. move on to another topic. Um, <laughs> Just before we started, you know, I, I I tell people all the time, I don't like to get too much into things before we start. I like the conversation to just kind of flow and sometimes mm-hmm. it flows perfectly and sometimes we just hit a dead end. Right. So when we do that, I always apologize and take the blame for it. Um, <laughs> but you'd mentioned that your your personal goal is to provide value to real estate agents yes. as, as a loan officer. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about where that concept came from, mm-hmm. because it's not new, but how, you know, what inspired you to absorb, to to kind of absorb that mm-hmm. uh, and become that and what you're doing to do that. So I think where it came from was when I, when I got licensed and I started taking this business seriously and I started to make it a career. Cause at, at the, the first two years of my business, I'd, I'd say that I was playing around with it, you know, and I didn't really realize the seriousness of the industry that I'm in and what it could do for my life, my family's life. Um, after I kind of was like, all right, I get it now. I had that aha moment. I went and got licensed and I said to myself, well, I have, I have to start building relationships. I have to start building a network of people that, that I can build this career with, you know, um, that'll be around 10, 15, 20 years from now. Like right. I want, I want people who are by my side through, you know, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I realized very quickly that a lot of loan officers target real estate agents to get business. That's, that's a business model of theirs. And unfortunately what a lot of loan officers do is they target real estate agents as a vendor. I like to say I target real estate agents as a partner. Okay. Right. Um, and, and, and I talk about this all the time. This, there's a concept in like, uh, this is a small business podcast. This is not, this is more than real estate, but this is a concept that transcends industries where if I'm an entrepreneur, if I own a business, if I provide a service, uh, whether it be a real estate agent, I own a restaurant, I am a personal trainer, what, whatever it is, I have to ask myself, how do I separate myself? Right. And I looked at most loan officers, business models, and most of them didn't add value to their referral partners. They, they were good at, they might've been good at what they do. They can do the job. They can do the job. But what, but what else do they bring to the table? Exactly. Yep, I love it. And I'm the type of person where maybe it's because I have a little too much pride that I, I can't do the, uh, let me buy you a coffee and, and, you know, beg for business. I can't do that. I'm just not built like that. So 
I like to come from a, a standpoint where it's like, if we're like-minded, if, you know, I like who you are as a person then let's partner up because here are the things that I can do for you. That'll help you do more deals. Right. Not only am I going to get your current deals done. It's not transactional one deal at a time. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yep, exactly. I love it. So I, I took that and I ran with it. Um, there's, there's a bunch of things that, and we can go into that if you'd like, but we, there's a bunch of things that I do to help real estate agents. Um, and because of that, they become more successful. And when they win, I win, Yeah, you know, and, and that's how I built my business, my business thus far. That's what it's all about. You got to find those win-win opportunities in anything you do. Yep. And, I, and, and I'm glad you touched on other industries. It, it disappoints me that everybody touches on the restaurant industry because it's left a sour taste in my mouth, <laughs> but it was the greatest learning experience of my life. And that's, that's a long story for another day if you haven't heard enough of it already, <laughs> but partner, you know, creating those valued partnerships. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about some examples. You know, you, you mentioned real estate, which is what you and I are both in that world. Mm-hmm. As, as you know, you, we'll go back. You look at a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, they need strategic partners who yep. they're buying from, how often they're buying, what, you know, one of the things we did well uh, with our relationships with our liquor vendors, they always came in with creative ideas for new cocktails. And we had, mm-hmm. a, we had a kick-ass craft cocktail menu. So they, they would always bring that value. They'd always try to sell us their version of the product that right. would go best in it. But then it was just a matter of personal taste. Give, give me some insight so that other people can think outside the box and say, okay, if I'm not in real estate, mm-hmm. explain to me what that value is you can bring to the person you're trying to hook up with and do business with. So, I mean, we're all in business. It all boils down to making more money, right? Whether that money making that money allows you to help more people. Right. Like obviously that's always the end for most of us, at yeah. least like I'm, I'm, I'm more passion driven. We're, we're on the same page when it comes to this. So don't, don't feel uncomfortable talking about it. I mean, listen, it, everybody knows I, I'm sitting here and the, the leukemia donation yes. thing that I, that I got last year is sitting on the table because I'm proud of it. Right. Uh, you know, and I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. I don't get out of bed in the morning to make a dollar. I get out of bed in the morning to make a difference. And right. I think that's kind of what we connected with in a lot of ways. And yep. which is why we've coincidentally partnered up with a guy who's running to, to do a massive half million dollar fundraiser for leukemia research this year. So be as humble as you want, be as honest as you want. Let it, let it fly. Okay. I'm, I'm good with it. So every business needs to make money in order to make a difference. Right. Right. Um, just like that leukemia research, they need, they need money to do that. Right. So if you can look at who maybe sends you business or even the people that you send business to, it doesn't have to be like for me, for instance, cause this is all I, you know, really have experience with a real estate agent. Most of the times the, the client is going to the real estate agent first, mm-hmm. which makes the opportunity for the loan officer greater in that relationship, right? Because most of the time it's the realtor sending the loan off. It's that third party endorsement. Exactly. Um, it's usually not the other way around where the loan officer is then referring business. So even if it's the people that let's say you're a loan officer, Mm -hmm. right? Where you're sending them business, no matter what the industry is, if you can take the time to think about how can I make that person more money, there's going to be a better relationship there. Like it, it, there's enough, sun that I always say there's enough sun for everybody to shine. Amen. And even if I think there's this mentality that like, what's, what's mine is mine. You know, I I'm, I'm worried about myself. Self-centeredness in business is huge. Uh, if you kind of flip your mindset on that, you'd be amazed 
what actually comes from it. Because if you start focusing on even the, your vendors, let's say you're again, restaurant owner, liquor, you know, the, the liquor guy has probably more to win out of it than you do. But if you focus on saying, all right, how can I blow up this guy's brand? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be amazed what he will do for you in return down the line. Yeah. Uh, I have, for instance, I have an attorney, right? That most of the time it's the real estate agent and the loan officer referring the attorney business. Mm-hmm. This attorney, because of the amount of business I sent her, has sent me four deals today. One, one is in contract about to fall apart. Another one needs to refi her son. Another one, no son wants to buy. So that's just because I said, Hey, Christine, I really like how you work. Not only am I going to send you all of my business from now on, I'm also going to make you the bank attorney on it. And now she gets, you know, paid right. double. So she's got twice she as many double, chances to get paid. Exactly. And because of that, that relationship has flourished where she's sending me business. So you never know, even yep. the per, less, per, let's say person in less power, um, focus on driving revenue to their business. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, part of it comes from, I'm, I'm Italian. Uh, my, my last name is a little mis. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm a mutt. So I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, I think like a lot, like Italian culture, it's like, I got a guy. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta go to my barber. I say it all the time. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> like it, it, it's, and I have nothing to gain out of that, right. but I promote everybody's business. Like it's my own. You know them, you like them, you trust them. Exactly. You appreciate the quality of work that they put in the kind of person they are. And, and exactly. that's it. You know, you, you build that no like and trustability with people you can't ever go wrong. And it was funny because you mentioned something earlier and, and I, I just scribbled a little bit note. I said, it's, it's funny how in society all too often, too many people are always trying to protect their own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're a bunch of people sitting in a cell block and got to protect our meal. Cause mm-hmm. we don't want the guy next to us stealing or you got mm-hmm. 12 kids in a family and last one to the table doesn't eat kind of thing. And I can say that as my, as, as the son of a woman who's the oldest of six, who's married to a woman who's the youngest of seven. So, you know, they always had those <laughs> conversations that. about who didn't get to eat because they didn't show up on time. But I, I love that so many people we're engaging and connecting with as a result of doing the podcast are, are like that. They come from that mindset that, you know, it's like when you have children, just because you have a second, a third and a fourth doesn't mean you love the first one any less. Right. It, it, it's kind of like when, when you go into business with that mindset of share everything with everybody, because what you share grows. Mm-hmm. It's such it's such a wonderful feeling. And it more I'm seeing it more and more becoming more and more the norm, but it's still, it's still not enough. Um, And it's part of the problem that we have with society. Everybody's trying to protect too many people are trying to protect their own as opposed to saying, what can I do to be of value to somebody else? Whether I ever get paid or not, doesn't matter. Right. Um, I think self-centeredness is a, is a survival instinct for anything. So we understand where it comes from and, and, but it's, it, that doesn't mean it's right. Right. You know, right. Um, and if you look at the most flourishing businesses, they're some of the most giving people, whether it be to their time or, or in their business relationships, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll find that. Right. You'll find that. When you find, you know, when you find that mentor who wants nothing in return mm-hmm. or you, you find that guy, you know, we talk about, we talk about Yoda and being the guide and, you know, our, our role, uh, as as entrepreneurs in our chosen industries, our role is not to be the hero of the story, to steal mm-hmm. directly from Donald Miller's book, uh, building a story brand. But our role in the process is to be the guide, so that in in our case, that homeowner, that that home buyer, home seller, 
can walk away at the end of the day with a smile on their face, mm-hmm. feeling proud of what they've accomplished. Yep. And it's our job to say thank you to them and kind of ride off into the sunset and let yep. them enjoy the spotlight. Uh, and that's tough in a sales business because no matter how you put it, you and I are both salespeople. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of tactical, technical stuff we have to do along the way, but we're salespeople. And mm-hmm. I, I don't take that lightly. You know, too many people uh, look at salespeople and they think of the ambulance chasing attorney. They think of the used car salesman, uh, you know, the door-to-door elect- Electrolux vacuum salesman mm-hmm. from, from decades ago. Um, but I'm proud to say that as an entrepreneur, I'm driven by sales because I look at it and say, well, Washington was one of the greatest salesmen in the world because he encouraged the nation to revolt. Uh, Columbus was a salesperson because he convinced somebody to give him money to come discover the greatest mm-hmm. country in the world. Uh, and if you look at people along those lines, we all have to have sales skills. It's all sales. Children are the greatest salespeople in the world. Yes. Like I tell them all the time, my, my <laughs> kids have all gone through those years where they had, the, they had that exercise where they'd ask you a question and you'd answer them and they'd just say, why? Mm. And then you'd answer it again and they'd say, why? And it would go on and on mm-hmm. and on until you wanted to smack them and say, get the hell out of the way. I've had <laughs> or enough. give them what they want. But it's funny because <laughs> I've, I've implemented those kind of strategies into many of our processes where we may not sit there and antagonize the person on the other side of the table and just keep saying, why, why, why? But when I do a one-on-one with somebody, whether they be an employee of ours, an agent of ours, or somebody who just wants a little mentoring and coaching, I'll torture them with that exercise and just say why, because that's what gets to the root mm-hmm. of who we are as people. And that's when you know you're around people that are, that are good to be around. Um, so I, I love, I, I love getting in people's heads like that. The head <laughs> stuff to me is some of the most fun things about, about being self-employed and being an entrepreneur. Right. Okay. Cause it's, it's all a mindset. Yeah. It's, it's all a mindset. And, and when you learn that, that process of why, 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 mm-hmm. why that like boiling down, yep. you'll all find like, for instance, whether it be like losing weight or changing a diet or why do I have call reluctance? You know, you might say, oh, you know, I don't think it works. I, why? Right. Um, I don't have the right leads. Why? And why? And then it all boils down to usually fear. Yep. Usually it boils down to fear. When you boil down anything, it comes down to fear. There's pride, some kind of fear of, or pride. That's yep. right. And, and it's weird because that, that can go in both ways. I've had conversations with people who have fear of failure, mm-hmm. but there's just as many people out there who more and more are starting to admit it. They actually have a fear of success. success. Um, and, and that, that, uh, that limiting belief mentality of I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. And, and let's circle back around. I think what you do really well is that you put enough of yourself out there for people to see, Hey, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be, I don't have to have a million followers. I don't have to have a million dollars. You got mm-hmm. a cell phone in your hand and you get out there and you have conversations and you've exposed yourself to the truth that you are. When mm-hmm. people meet you, when I met you the first time, you were exactly that guy that I saw on the quote unquote TV that is Instagram. Um, and I was, I was really looking forward to that moment because our first conversation did center around business and how we can do more of it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that week and a half or what's it been, a week and a half, two weeks since we met, I pay more attention to your activity online yep. because we built that connection. And I yep. think more and more people need to do things like that, not to absorb, hey, what did Eric say? I want to copy Eric, but just to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. It's very much, you know, you're, you're the guy in your industry who's created a new look on it. There's not a lot of lenders out there who are getting out there and making noise for right. the right reasons. Well, I'm not your average. Yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly <laughs> the path that was going down. And that's what I, that's what I love about it. Um, Cause you are different. And that, 
different isn't different just for the sake of being different. It's for the sake of being better right. and bettering those around you. And, right. and you kind of have that, um, you know, they talk, depending on who you ask, the leader is either the first one up the mountain or the last one up the mountain and which one's the right way. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes people need to be pulled up. Other times people need to be pushed up the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem to have that ability to know when to move to the back of the flock and when to the front, when to the front of the flock, when to say, let's go and pull and when to say, let's go and push. Right. Um, and I, I, I truly appreciate that from you. So let's talk more about what it is you're looking to accomplish. Um, you know, a lot of times I get into who's your target audience. Clearly we've discussed all that already. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you want to accomplish? What is it you're looking to do? So from a, from a business standpoint, um, I leave it personal. very general for you to answer it. However, you're most comfortable. So I'll answer both. <laughs> <laughs> so from a, from a business standpoint, as far as numbers go, I, I'd, I'd like to do 120 deals next year. I'd like to help 10 families per month. Nice. either refinance or buy a house. Um, whether that be their first one or their investment property, whatever whatever it is, I'd like to do 10 transactions per month. And we say transactions, it sounds cold. Yes. However, transactions means I help somebody in right. one way or another. Um, so that means impact 120 uh, families next year. Good for you. Uh, that's, that's my number. Now, why that number and and that kind of leads me into my personal life i have a i have a goal in mind and i was talking about this today with somebody a lot of people have a number that they're looking for whether it's the amount of number the amount of money you want to make the amount of deals you want to close the amount of agents you want to bring on if you're a broker the amount of listings that you want to get next month the amount of revenue you want to drive in your restaurant to bring it back to the mm-hmm. restaurant uh, everybody has a number and what a lot of people don't do is they, they don't connect their, the why that number is important to them. It's just randomly picked out of thin it's air. It's just, I want to make six figures. And all too often it's because of other people's opinions. Yes. Yes. I want to make six figures. Like everybody was talking about six figures five years ago. Yep. Now, now, now everybody's seven, like, now, yeah, seven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody's like six figures. I ain't doing nothing. I live in New York. That's right. Um, <laughs> six figures on Long Island isn't going to get you too no. far. So, and I was talking because I was actually talking to this person about, he asked me, he was like, cause I told him, I was like, all right, you're, you're becoming a personal trainer. This is what you should do that. I don't see other personal trainers doing. And exactly. you could easily scale this to 20 grand a month. And when I said 20 grand a month, you can see he got super uncomfortable. And he said, let me ask you a question. Like, how do you get yourself okay with making money? And I was like, wow, that just because just the fact that he's aware yep. that he's not okay with that number is, is huge. That's a huge score for him to understand that. A hundred percent. And I told him, I was like, well, what I personally did is, yes, I put a number down on paper, but how I arrived at that number is I listed out exactly what I want to spend my money on. I, I said, I want to take my mom on vacation. That's going to cost this much. I want to be able to put this much in the bank every month. I want to be able to pay my, my parents' mortgage every month. And, and I added everything up. And that's how I arrived at my number. My you number was engineered everything in life that was important. Exactly. To you. I did that with the bare necessity. Like this is what I need to make per month in order to live. And then I also did that with what do I want to do? Gotcha. Because if I'm not going for what I want, what am I doing? Yep. What am I doing? I only, I'm only here so long. That's it. You know? 
And because of that, now I'm not afraid of that number because I know what it's, or, or I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable with the number because I know what I'm actually going to do with it. Um, I forgot how we arrived at that, but, Sorry. but that, Listen, so we, we always said we oh, could, re, we could yes. rename this show. Welcome to the rabbit hole because that's where, <laughs> that's where we end up all I the like time. It. So just, so, just roll. So it. I, I, I went over that because I wanted to tell you the personal stuff. So I, I want to pay off my parents' house. I want to, I want to buy a few properties. I, I want to travel. I want to have X amount in the bank. Like it all translates to, I know exactly where every single dollar is going. So, um, my whole thing is, why can't I be who I want to be or what I, why can't I have what I want to have? Why, why not? Right. And I feel like not enough people ask themselves that question. They like, I, I believe like my, and I see it with my parents, unfortunately, where it's like, uh, you know, that's a nice car. I'll never have it. You know, they'll say Limiting stuff beliefs. like that. You're right. Yeah. And I was never okay with that. I was never okay with saying that's a nice Ferrari. Like, no, I, if, that, if that's what I want, I, right. I'm going to get it. That's, and that's really, uh, as far as personal stuff goes, I, I want, I want to get what I want. I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish. To do the things that are important to you. Good uh-huh. for you. Yeah. So that, all right. So that'll lead us down a little bit of a different path. So most people who know me understand that fundraising and philanthropic work is really one of the things that excuse me, that drives me the most. I mm-hmm. want to make a difference and, and help solve problems for other people. And if that's finding a cure for cancer, which has had an impact on the lives of several people that are very close to me. Uh, and unfortunately more and more, I see it happening or, or working with the American foundation for suicide prevention, which is, which is another cause that's near mm-hmm. and dear to my heart and doing work with veterans, things like that. That's what drives me. Mm-hmm. I, I always say, I, if I can make it have a big enough impact to have a positive, big enough, put a big enough effort in to have a positive impact on the lives of others, I'll never want for anything. Right. Uh, and that's what my life has brought me to at this point. Um, real estate and the transactions involved with it are wonderful because they're, they're the part of the process. Mm-hmm. That's what drives revenue for us. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why have I taken on this, this burden of trying to be all things social media? Because uh, it takes up an insane amount of time and costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But as a result of it, I've been able to create more awareness. Right. And last year, I was fortunate enough to work with Lauren Zambelli, who became the 2019 uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society Woman of the Year. And I'm honored to be doing the same thing, working for Charles Weinraub, who yeah. will be the 2020 Man of the Year, yeah. who set a goal of raising half a million dollars. And I told him he better exceed that by at least 20 percent. Uh, so I'll take that burden on for me to help him <laughs> to help him get there. But, you know, we, we do all these things to make a difference in the lives of other people. Uh, and you seem to come from, from, from the short time I've, I've, I've observed you. Mm-hmm. You seem to have a lot of that drive behind you as well. What, what made you choose, for whatever reason, there's no right or wrong answer, what made you choose to be part of this thing with Charles and, and leukemia? I think um, it all comes back to impact. You know, if... if if we can help one person, if we can help one person, yep. that half a million dollars is worth it. Yeah. You know, the, 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 I, I've in my life seen suffering of all forms, um, not only disease, you know, like cancer mm-hmm. or name any other one. And I think what, especially when you go through suffering yourself, what ends up happening with, with people who have seen a lot of suffering or have been through a lot of suffering their heart gets bigger. 
right? And they start to feel pain that other people are. are That's the Italian in us. <laughs> I'd, I'd say I'd say so too. I'd say so too. And and I've always been. I've always had an acute sensitivity to suffering, uh, whether it be and and just injustice. Like my hot button, if if I'm being completely honest, is not cancer. However, and that sounds cold. No, no, it's, it's not. Listen, we all have our passions right. and our purposes. Mine is racism. Okay. Like I can't stand it. That's like something that I can get fired up about, like instantly flip. Um, I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and a lot of people have that for, let's say cancer or, or world hunger. That's right. a, that's a big one for, let's say Tony Robbins. Sure. Like he, he, can't stand the fact that people are hungry yep. around the world. Like I can't stand the fact that people get treated because of the color of their skin. I treat it differently. I just don't understand it. I love it. Um, so that's I, like, I, I love the fact that you're passionate about it. Yeah. Don't take, <laughs> no, that was yeah. a very poorly timed comment. I, that was not my intention. No, no, I, I know who you are. I can, I can see it in, you know, and, and we, we record these with the audio and the video, but most people don't see the video, but I, I can see that, that reaction. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of made you cringe. Yep. But then all of a sudden, the minute you started talking about it, you could see like, the, you know, the shoulders come up, the chest comes out and, and the gloves come off yeah. uh, right. I, I, because it is, I mean, it, it's a very topical subject right yeah. now in the world we live in. There mm -hmm. is so much of it going on. Um, and because of things like what we're doing right now, so many little things can be exposed, whether they're good or bad. Right. You know, media is a wonderful thing when it's used for the right reasons. Right. But, and what was the line? Uh, Spider-Man with, with great, with great power comes great responsibility. I think that's the Bible. I think that's where it came from. <laughs> the last time I saw it was in Spider-Man. All right. <laughs> it, it, I was just saying it comes from book of yeah. Proverbs and, and things like that. And, yeah. and that's, that's back to like why I was, I decided to say, okay to Charles or, or not like he was begging me or anything like that, but it's like, I realize and this may sound egotistical, but whatever. I realize like the audience that I have, a lot of people are watching. Yep. And if I can use that for good. Amen. I want to use it for good. You it's know? what I said. So I got involved last year because I wanted to learn to be a better fundraiser. Mm. It wasn't necessarily the specific cause. Right. But the people okay. who invited me in to be part of it, I truly love and respect. Right. And I said, if they Same have an thing, ask, yeah. it's my obligation to do what I can. Right. And I did well. I didn't do as well as I would like to, but I did well. Um, and then I worked on another one and a third one. And this is, this will be the fourth one inside of 16 months that I, that I'm wow. different campaigns that I'm working on and I'm, I'm getting my chops. I'm learning more and more about how to do it. Right. And I came to a realization with the previous uh, fundraising drive that I was working on for suicide prevention was it's not just about, we've got to raise X amount of dollars. I turned around as we were raising money and I, I do it with my daughter and she initially set a goal of 10,000 and I was disgusted at it. I said, we've been doing this, you know, eight, nine years, <laughs> 10 grand. Come on. We, we could do that in our sleep if we try. Right. Um, so she pushed it up to 15 and then 20 and we literally a couple dollars short of 30 grand for the first time. It was our biggest year ever for that organization. But what I told her was don't go asking people for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Ask them to be aware mm -hmm. and acknowledge the awareness by donating $1. Right. Putting that dollar in there triggers my systems internally to say this person did something. Right. We want to recognize them. We're not going to share whether you donated a dollar or a hundred million doesn't matter, mm -hmm. but creating that awareness. 
And that circles back around to what we started this conversation with. The joy of being an entrepreneur is about being, having that awareness. Mm -hmm. It's not narcissism. Hey, look at me. We want people to be aware of what we do so that we can be a benefit to them. And, and that's where I, for the first time ever doing this podcast, something came full circle for me, at least internally and sitting here doing this. So I appreciate you guiding me down that path uh, because this is not my show. This is just, you know, it's my opportunity to sit down and help expose other people for what they, for the good that they are. Um, like I said, welcome to the rabbit hole. I'm spinning in circles right now and I'm, I'm way down there. So I'm going to pull myself out. But, you know, I'm very proud to be able to say that I'm surrounded by people who, who get it. You know, yep. you're, I'm, I'm watching your own self-awareness evolve mm. just in this conversation in the, what, 35, 40 minutes we're sitting here so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I appreciate that. And it really, it makes me honored to be able to say that, that I, I've connected with people like this and, and plan on evolving relationships and friendships to, to, to take things to a bigger and better level. Same here. So uh, I could wrap right there, but I'm not going to. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper because we got it. some more time. Let's do it. What? Let's talk about your business journey. You mentioned mm-hmm. it that in the beginning it was almost two years, and the word that popped into my head was you kind of were treating it almost as a hobby that mm-hmm. gave you a few bucks. Mm-hmm. What was? Give me a little bit about that two year period before you move on. So um, the the first two what years. What got you? What got you into this industry? Oh well, that's that's a. Um, it's a funny story. So when I was 18, I, I met this, I met an individual. Um, we immediately connected because we both had Audis and I, I love German cars. My Audi was old. <laughs> I want to emphasize that. And his Audi was brand new. So in my head, he's making money. Right off the you line. Know, yeah. Like, you know, oh, you know, he's, he's got a brand new Audi. That means he's making money. Even though now today I realize that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my head, I immediately, all right, I labeled him as he's successful, right? I didn't, I don't know what, I didn't know what he does. Um, I didn't ask him what he does or did. Uh, and that was when I was 18, two years go by into knowing this guy, I'm 20 now. And he asked me what I'm doing for work. And I said, I'm not doing anything. I I'm unemployed right now. I'm 20 years old, lost, went through a bunch of personal stuff. Um, and he asked me what I'm doing for work. And I said, nothing. And he said, how about this? I, I know you like Audis. I know you like German cars. I'm going to go buy a brand new Audi. I'm going to get an A8. If you, if you know the car, it's like a perfect car for like a lawyer or a doctor. Okay. I'm going to go buy an A8 and you can be my chauffeur. And I said, absolutely. That was like a dream job to me. Like I, I would start, I, you know, I, I'll start tomorrow. And Two weeks, every time I spoke to him, he said, you know, come be my driver. Oh, when are you going to come be my chauffeur? When are you going to come be my driver? And little did I know he was playing a game with me. Right. And after two weeks of doing that, he calls me one day and he said, I got a real job for you. And come, come to my office. And I went to, I went to the office. I didn't know, again, still have no idea what the guy does. Uh, And he ends up being in the mortgage industry. I fill out an employment package. While I'm filling out the employment package, I still don't know what I'm about to, what I'm doing or what I'm signing up for. And within two weeks I, I had my first day and that's when I started. I started as a telemarketer and, and that's where I got my like foundation in sales. Okay. You talked about sales, yeah. how important that is. So that was my first, my first two years in the business. Um, well, that's how I got started. And then my first two years in the business, I'm 20 years old. Like I was saying, I was going through a lot of personal stuff and 
I was still going through all of that. And it caused me, like I talked about before, to do a lot of soul searching. I started to ask all of life's most important questions, like, why am I here? And, and what's the point of all this? And what, what do I love? What made you start thinking about that? Because this, this could be a really interesting conversation. Emotional like pain. Okay. Emotional, spiritual pain. Okay. And uh, I'm in recovery. So that's, that's like the personal stuff that I would, I always like figure, I always try and uh, not hold back, but like, see if I'm going to talk about it or not. Cause there's still a stigma. Uh, attached like I said, to the it. camera's rolling, but nobody's going to see this. So if you want to sit there and go like this in the middle of the conversation, <laughs> let fine. me know. I'll switch. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. So, and, and honestly, it's something that I'm open about, but just in certain platforms and certain settings. But I feel like this is the type of show that I can go into that. Um, but yeah, I, I had, I struggled with substances my whole life. I get sober when I'm 20. This guy asks me if I want a job. I immediately get thrown into like a high pressure sales, stressful boiler room kind of feel boiler to it. room yep. feel to it. And this is my first full-time job in, in my life. So I've never worked 40 hours a week in my life. And just that was like demanding for me. Now I work 60 hours, you know, but, uh, all of that's going on at once. And this, this, you know, Eric on the inside is also in complete turmoil at what as well. Cause yes, I, I, I got sober. I stopped, you know, messing around with substances but that doesn't make my problems stop. And that's what a lot of people go through in early recovery is this sort of feeling of being lost, uh, restless, irritable, discontent, and figuring out the, the why, yeah. you know, why am I here and what do I love and who am I? Like all that's still being, plus I'm young. You right. Know, you, I, you, I don't know that stuff anyway. a lot anyway. to figure out. Exactly. So I started to ask myself, what's my what do I love? For instance, right. I, I talked about German cars. So I, I said, I like German cars. I don't say I love German cars anymore. I used to say, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's a part of my superficial identity. Oh, I love German cars. That's like, you know, that's not who I really right. am. If I boil it down, right. We talked about that. Why, why, why? It's a little, it's a little piece. It's of, a little it's piece. a little piece of the puzzle. Who I really am. And the only thing I really truly love is people. And when I identify that, my whole outlook on life changed. Like when you take the time to figure out what you truly like or what you truly love rather and, and why that's, that's when the lights turn on for me. And then I started to look again, I talked about looking around and seeing how everybody's life was, was going on. And, and I said to myself, I, I don't want any of this. I want more. That's where the defeat average part came from. And I realized like, all right, not only am I going to defeat average in my personal life, I'm going to defeat average in real estate because that's the industry that I've been blessed with. Mm -hmm. And what's real estate really all about? It's about people. That's it. And it all, it all came together at around year two. And I said to myself, I'm going to get licensed and I'm going to use this social media thing, this thing, this thing in my hand right now, this phone, right. and I'm going to blow this thing up. Good for you. And that's... Dude, I'm I'm, I'm sorry to pull you down into that, but no, I got to no. I got to be honest. I'm I'm humbled that you you're willing to share that here. That that means a lot to me. I think it's a big responsibility that, like, that's my testimony. That's my story. Yeah. So if I don't share it, it's selfish. You know. You you hear people yell the word preach all the time, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you just did. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was it was well worth it. And I'm 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 
again, I'll use the word. I'm honored that, that you shared it here in front of me because it means a lot to me. I got a dear friend I went to high school with who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, a guy by the name of Doug McGurk, okay. uh, who's in that self-help world. Mm-hmm. And he actually just wrote a book called Under Construction. Nice. And it's all about the road to recovery. And he nice. works with, with struggling addicts and, and, and people who are in recovery uh, and who have been in that, that role for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's nice to see people... Uh, let down their guard enough, but be self-aware enough to know that they have a story that needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for you to put that out there right now really carries a lot of weight with me. And I'm sure it will with many of the people who take the time to listen to what we talked about today, because it is, it, it's a real world issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the fact Especially that here in Long Island. Yeah, if you're willing, the fact that you're willing to share it, you should have a lot of, a lot of people should be proud of you for what you just did in that last three or four minutes. And I, I thank you very much for it. No problem. So you've, you've evolved and now you're, you're setting the groundwork and, and you're building yourself. Let's get back to the entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. You're building yourself traction. You're mm-hmm. building yourself in organization, even if it is only one, mm-hmm. um, you know, tell, tell us about it. Are you a team of one? Or are you a team of many? Tell, so tell me a little I'm, bit about it. I'm, into, I've, I focus on personal production okay. personally, although I do, I have brought on some other loan officers. Okay. I'm not the manager type. So for their sake and for my sake, I have it kind of delegated to somebody else where somebody else works on their deals, acts as their manager, puts everything together, helps structure, helps communicate with clients. Um, but I'm also, I'm like we kind of talked about thus far is I'm good at building relationships. So if there are loan officers that I build relationships with, I'll always present them with the opportunity and say, Hey, I'm not going to be like the guy that's on your back. Um, but here's, here's a place for you. But, so are you more the strategic partner? And yeah. You have a lot of them as opposed to the quote unquote team leader. Correct. Correct. Uh, again, another tremendous moment of self-awareness yep. that that's. And, and I learned that the hard way because I, I, I brought on, you know, a friend of mine that I've known since kindergarten uh, similar position to where I got started where, you know, all right, here, we're going to telemarket. I'm going to work on your leads. I'm, you know, I'm going to help you drum up business and I'm just not built for it. Um, gotcha. I'm, I'm just, I guess I don't have patience. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm just not that type of individual. I think there's set individuals in our office and on our team on a larger scale that are really good at that. You know, they helped me build my business gotcha. in, in a similar fashion. So, um, Although yes, I'm I'm solo. I do have some loan officers that I've brought on solo from other by companies. Choice. Yes, yeah, correct. Good for you. Correct. Okay. Do you find uh, you've you've got limited experience chronologically, mm-hmm. but do you find other people within your industry thrive or struggle as a result of team leadership or strategic partnership? Or is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think what's going on in our industry right now is there's a lot of fat being trimmed. As far as companies go, um, fat in what aspect? And I, 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 I know it could be a sensitive conversation. Yeah, no, I don't no. want to get you in trouble, but no, 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 no. I think, where, I think let's rephrase it. Where do you see the changes in your industry being made for the better? I think How's that? there's a. I mean, if if you've ever got a mortgage, it's a complicated process. Yeah. So there needs to be systems in place. There needs to be infrastructure in place and good infrastructure. And I, I think what's happening right now, at least in our Long Island market, is a lot of the other companies that have poor infrastructures or poor systems or bad leadership, a lot of people are not accepting that anymore. 
Um, a lot of people being the consumer, other or a loan lot of officers being- and consumers, of okay. course, that's what it comes down to. Um, and a lot of loan officers are, are finding better vehicles. And I like to think we have the best vehicle in our market where we have systems that are dialed in. We have infrastructure that is dialed in. All you need to do is put the loans in and it's a machine. So you figure as an organization, you figured out how to make the process less yes. painful. Yes. Let's let's start there. Yes. And we talk about it all the time. You know, one of the goals in the real estate industry, world, we always mistakenly say we want to get you the best price possible in the shortest amount of time. Well, it's not necessarily the most important thing. I don't want to move out of my house in two weeks. I want right. to confirm that I got it locked up, but I'm not moving for four months kind right. of thing. Right. So you guys um, are, are working to make that process as comfortable. Always. And allowing the consumer to define what comfort is. Yes. that's And that's where I wanted to go with it because I think that's another one of those things that we're very much in alignment with. And, is, and that transcends industries. Yeah. Like if, if you need to have a streamlined process, especially in this day and age, everybody has tons of choices, no matter what industry it is. Yeah. Um, and if you look at companies like McDonald's, right, where it, wherever you go in the country, it's the same hamburger. In the world. It's made, it, correct. Yeah. In, in it's the same hamburger made the same way, tastes the same way. They don't have the best hamburgers on the planet, but they sell the most. Right. And not to diminish the, the importance of quality. Cause if you have a system and quality, then you're really killing right. it. Um, now you're talking about Amazon, but you, you know? have, but you, you have to define what quality yes. and success is. And yes. that's, that was one of the things you touched on earlier. I, I like to have the conversations about success, but, what I define as successful and what you define as successful could be complete opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. for so many reasons. Um, and I caution people when you do this, don't listen to Eric's story and say, I want to be like Eric. Well, listen to my story and say, I want to be like Dean mm-hmm. because people don't know what that road has been like for you. You right. know, uh, you shared what clearly has been a very painful point in your own life. Right. And I'm sure it was very painful for all the people who are around you yes. who loved you the most. Yep. Um, you know, so don't ever say, wow, that guy's great. I want, I want to be him. Right. I want what his, you know, uh, I had a, a fortunate event years ago. I was at a coaching conference mm-hmm. and everybody in the room was standing up and say, I want to be like that guy, Paul. I want to be like that guy, Paul. And Paul wasn't in the room. Right. And about 20 minutes into everybody saying, I want to be like Paul, Paul walked into the room and had some in the conversation was basically four letter word driven. Right. Uh, but Paul walked in and had, what appeared to be a hyper successful real estate brokerage up in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had this moment, he had this epiphany where he walked in the room, heard it for a few minutes and literally walked to the front of the room in front of three, 400 people in this one little breakout session and said, do you, any of you have any clue what the hell my life has been like? Mm. He played pro sports. He was on massive amounts of painkillers. He got addicted to them, got addicted to alcohol as a result of it as well. Um, Had been in jail multiple times for abusive, abusive things. He's like, none of you have a clue what the hell I am. You see the pretty picture that is me today. You know nothing about my journey. And I always caution people, don't ever say I want to be that person. I aspire to get to where that person is today. Mm. May not be an unfair way to put it, but you don't know their journey. Even the people, I mean, listen, so many of us are starting to live more and more of our life online. Again, it's not a narcissistic thing. It's what society and and what the state of the internet has done. And Mm -hmm. it's created so many wonderful opportunities, but too many people, I, I, Gary, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk said it at at something I was watching. He says, you know, 
you put, you share everything. You document everything. Look, I fell on the floor, on the floor. I broke my nose. I tripped over the curb, get up and post it. And that's social media. But all too many people say, now wait till I go to the bathroom, brush it off, put some makeup on. And then look, I took that perfect selfie. Mm. Um, how many people are taking the 30 or 40 of those pictures to say, which is the best one and not mm. sharing the rest of them. So again, welcome to the rabbit hole, but <laughs> you know, living, living that full life, I think is, is what this is all about. And what I'm really starting to notice more and more about the podcast is it's creating a better inner version of me. And I hope that's coming through to the listener and to our guests um, because I appreciate it. You know, the, I always say the more I get to teach, the more I learn. Anytime I've yeah. ever been up on stage, I've learned more in that time than everybody else in the room yep. combined. Yep. Uh, and I look at this as my opportunity to do that, to make myself better. So right. some selfish reasons, why did I start the podcast? We were talking about this earlier today. We should have mentioned it when we were talking to John. Why did I start the podcast? Just to become better at, at who I am, you right. know, be a better me. So let's start to wrap up. What can we do to help you become the best version of you as a business owner, as a person, as a family member, anything? What can we do to bring some value to you? Um, Besides from to- helping you get 120 loans next year. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing that but came it, to mind. Wait, let's take a step back. Cause yeah. I didn't touch on that before you said a number of 10 a month. Mm-hmm. What's can, can you give me an, a rough idea of what average is in your industry right now? I think the average loan officer closes like one to two a month. That's Some, it. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking, yeah, you're looking to do I'm, a massive amount. A hundred percent. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Um, um it also depends on your setup and there's tons of ways to structure a mortgage business. There's different, like, you know, there's broker, there's retail, there's mm-hmm. correspond, there's, and it all changes how the loan officer gets business. But, uh, I think, I think I read somewhere that it's two loans per month is the average loan officer. So you're looking to do at least five times average. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a pretty that's good starting point, right? <laughs> good for you. So let's circle back around yeah. to it. Aside from obviously if someone has a need for something in the mortgage industry, that's what we're here to do. And we would love to connect people with you as well. Yeah. But let's step outside of the actual numbers Loan. and yeah. let's talk about life in general. So let's close, let's close with that. What can we do to be a value to you? I think just connecting and building a relationship, although it's, it's over, it's overlooked a lot because we have our own life, right? So I have my family. I have my set group of friends. I have the people I go to work with. Do I really need to build another relationship? Right. You know, like another person to, to say Merry Christmas to, or, you know, happy holidays right. to like, do I really need that? There's tremendous value in every person you come across, listen to on a podcast, follow on Instagram, to build a relationship with, whether it's big or small, we don't have to go out to eat every week, right. you know, but reaching, like reaching out, putting my hand out, shaking my hand, introducing myself, and then staying in touch with a person has done crazy things for me. Like I've met people in Miami two years ago that this kid was selling hats out front of, um, or is it a year ago now? Yeah. What the last growth con, the last Grant Cardone event, um, he was selling hats outside of the stadium and I'm sitting there and I'm watching this kid and I'm like, this kid's hustling. And and the name of the, his company is hustle. So that's ironic. But, uh, he, and every person that came up to him and said, Oh, what, what's, what's this, you know, what's this you got going on for? It was the same thing. Like he had a system I, and I was just admiring his craft. Like mm-hmm. he had a, he was accepting credit cards. I was like, Normally in New York, it's cash only right. for stuff like that. Right. You know, he was accepting credit cards. He had an iPad out and he was, and he was 
selling socks, Legit sweatpants, business. everything. Yeah. And I reached out to the kid and I said, Hey, like, can I buy a hat? Like, I see what you're doing. I, I bought a hat, a pair of socks, some sweatpants. Year later, he has an event in Boston where. Not Cordon, the kid who was no, hustling yeah. the hats. The kid who was hustling the hats organized an event in, in Boston called HustleCon, right? His, again, his, his, his I think brand. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he had, he had an event where it was entrepreneurial. It wasn't really real estate based. And he said, wow, can you come speak? I'd greatly appreciate really? it if you came speak. Because I bought a hat from somebody and stayed in touch with them. That's I was awesome. able to speak in front of, I'm going to say at least 50 people, uh, all motivated individuals. And what did I do when I was in that room? I built relationships with every single one of them because I never know, you never know what's going to end up happening. And, right. and I think that's part of my thing for loving people. Like that's just what I've noticed in my, in my few years living is like, you never know when uh, the last time you're going to speak to somebody, you never know what a relationship can do for you, whether it be personal business mm-hmm. or just having another friend. That's it. And, and I think anybody listening or what you can do for me is, is let's build a relationship. And then let's just keep it at that. I think that's the best way to wrap up. That was, that was, we, we trickled right to a very comfortable spot to say, dude, thank you so much for being here. I, I look forward to evolving our relationship uh, and bringing value to each other and or each other's audiences, because it's not always about us. And I think you've expressed that more than enough today. And I I can't thank you enough for that. So we will obviously link up everything that, that wherever we post, we will connect people with you. Uh, If you have a need, obviously this guy is, is far exceeds what standard should be. And, and I'm in the game. I've I've seen more and more enough of of what he does to to know that the words that come out of your mouth are are true and honest, uh, and I appreciate that. So thank you so much for doing this and coming in, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Braun, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your time, your patience, your attendance. We enjoy having you fall down the rabbit hole with us. If you <laughs> like what we're doing, comment, leave a review, share it with a friend. Tell us what we can do to bring more value to you as our, as our listeners. We look forward to seeing you soon on the next podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, opportunity always knocks.